Tonight, it's Rhodes and Rhea to WrestleMania following the Rumble. Sammy and Kevin suffer an insane beatdown as the Tribal Chief continues his reign. More and more fans are learning about the legacy of Jay Briscoe. The injury bug is taking out some top names. Plus, the star of the hilarious web series, Hey EW, Ontario's AEW star RJ City joins us. That and more on Sunday night's main event. We love professional wrestling. Acknowledge me. This is Sunday night's main event. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. On the iHeartRadio Talk Network. Because you love something fresh in you, don't you? We deserve better, people. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Do I have everybody's attention now? My God, what an impact. Hey, I'm Mike McGuire. Welcome to Canada's Wrestling Radio Show, Sunday night's main event, powered by TotalSportCards.com. Canada's number one stop for all WWE, UFC, NHL, NBA, and NFL hobby boxes. That's totalsportcards.com. This show is always free for you on the air across Canada on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio and News Talk Networks through our affiliate stations everywhere. And of course, online weekly at snmeradio.com. If you want the show early, though, including extended episodes, extended interviews, daily podcasts, in fact, more than daily, sometimes we're pumping out a couple a day now, uh, you can get that all at our Patreon patreon.com slash snme radio only costs you about a buck a week and helps us keep going here it's the fallout from the biggest battle royal of the year and every week wrestling headlines make their way to the royal rumble of our news feeds but only a select few make it near the finish all hopeful of being the one to get to make it to the end of the week and point that sign hanging from the ceiling that says this week's five counts you want to hear that breaking news AEW and Ring of Honor's tributes to Jay Briscoe are now out for the world to see. This past Wednesday on Dynamite, the main event featured Jay Lethal in a one-on-one contest against ROH Tag Team Champion and brother of Jay Briscoe, Mark Briscoe. It was an emotional moment for everyone as Mark would go on to win the match. That episode was the first episode in months to take AEW over the 1 million viewer mark. Also... The Ring of Honor three-hour tribute show to Jay Briscoe, which features matches shot over a week ago in Fresno, as well as some of the biggest matches in Jay's Ring of Honor career, can be viewed for free on YouTube and the ROH Honor Club website. Nia Jax and Chelsea Green have officially returned to WWE. Following their surprise return at last night's Royal Rumble, there has been some indication that both Chelsea and Nia are back for a while. Following the Rumble, WWE Shop released a new Nia Jax t-shirt indicating that Nia had returned to the company for a while, and Chelsea Green's husband, friend of the show, Matt Cardona, posted about her Rumble appearance as her, quote, first night back in WWE. Green did set a new record for the fastest elimination in the women's Royal Rumble match. Winnipeg's Kenny Omega's absence from AEW TV is paperwork-related. The Wrestling Observer reported that Kenny has been dealing with some work visa issues, which is why he hasn't been on Dynamite or Rampage as of late. Both Canada and the United States have been suffering backlogs in processing things like work visas and other immigration applications since COVID and travel reopened. According to the U.S. government websites, the process could be anywhere up to five weeks, but some travel websites have gone as far as to say three to four months is where the backlog sits with that type of paperwork. Now, that said, many entertainment firms and sports leagues like AEW have immigration lawyer departments that are able to fast track the process. Would you look at that? We're learning about immigration law today. 
We had a few notable injuries heading into and coming out of last night's Royal Rumble. There are reports that Rey Mysterio suffered an injury on Friday's SmackDown before the Rumble, which is why he didn't appear when his number came up. After the Rumble, Sonya Deville posted a wicked gash on her eyebrow on her Instagram. The cut, which goes right across at least half of one of her eyebrows, happened sometime during the match. In other injury news, the injury that has kept Britt Baker from wrestling this past Wednesday on AEW Dynamite is believed to be relatively minor. And as Mercedes Monet is getting ready to have her first match since leaving WWE as Sasha Banks, we're learning a little more about her preparation. In the past few months, Monet was posting videos of herself training in different wrestling schools and dojos, but in an interview on the New Japan website, she says she spent a month in Mexico and toured a number of wrestling schools there. Monet then headed to Japan this past December, where she did more training. Mercedes Monet will face Kyrie at New Japan's Battle in the Valley on Saturday, February 18th on Fight TV. This is my brutality! We got a really fun show for you today with RJ City coming up in moments. But first, we're going to look back at more of the Rumble Fallout with Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer. Find out which legends we may or may not expect coming up this road to WrestleMania. And a lot more right here on Sunday night's main event. scorecards.com Canada's number one stop for WWE AEW UFC NHL NBA and NFL hobby boxes Total Total Sport Cards always delivers the most sought after products with the best price points in the market that you can find keep your collection up to date with totalsportcards.com totalsportcards.com proud sponsor of Sunday night's main event It's time for the Wrestling Observer Insider with Dave Meltzer on Sunday night's main event. It's the fallout from the least legend attended, I think, Royal Rumble in a while. It's Mike McGuire here with the Wrestling Observer's Dave Meltzer. Dave, how you doing? Doing really good. Yeah, how'd you feel about the show last night? The closing angle was fantastic. I thought the men's Royal Rumble was one of the better ones. Maybe, you know, maybe the best, but one of the better ones that they've done. Some people complained about the predictability, but, you know, the Royal Rumble's almost always, as far as the finish goes, usually predictable. The Women's Rumble was really good at the end. Uh, the non-Rumble matches, two of them, the Bianca Belair and the um, Bray Wyatt matches, I didn't think were good at all. But, I mean, atmosphere-wise, tremendous. Huge, huge crowd. Looked great. Great pyro. I mean, it's one of those things where when you watch it, you really see the gap between AEW and, and WWE is probably going to grow right now. I mean, WWE is on fire. And the thing, you know, AEW is doing well, but this is the hottest I think I've seen WWE in a long time, you know, largely due to the, the Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn angle. I think that that's the key. But other stuff is clicking, too. I mean, the crowd was very hot in that men's Royal Rumble. And, uh, you know, Rumble is, is hard when you're going 71 minutes to keep a crowd for 71 minutes, and they and they pretty much did. People are really, really passionately speaking out. We had, uh, it, it almost came to blows, figuratively speaking, last night wow. on our after party. Well, not really, obviously, I mean, but it's just people are not happy at all about the pitch black match. Which... Well, I, I, I don't disagree with that. <laughs> okay, so, so let me ask you this, though. I saw it as... I mean, obviously, it's something that they probably should have tried somewhere else rather than the Rumble first. But 
they're also in this sticky situation where Mountain Dew obviously paid a butt ton of money to be featured as much as they were on the show, the press conference, everywhere they've sponsored this thing. Right. So when you're WWE and you have to come up with a pitch black match, what what in your opinion could they have done maybe to make this thing better and maybe a little more palpable? Uh, maybe not. Maybe had two different people in it, I think, could be some of it. But it would have been tough either way. Look, they went five minutes. They obviously knew it wasn't going to be good. So they just did it because they were paid to do it. And they got out of there as quick as they could. And I think with Bray Wyatt, their feeling is, is that the show is the ring entrance and not the match because the ring entrance seemed to take forever. And I but, you know, like the fact that they went only five minutes tells you that they knew, too. You know what I mean? So um, it was just one of those things where they got paid a ton of money and they got it over with as a hocus pocus thing at the end that was kind of embarrassing, actually, you know, because, um, you know, Uncle Howdy, like, totally missed his fall. So that was kind of weird. But they knew it wasn't good because if they knew if they thought it was good, they'd have gone, you know, 12 minutes instead of five. That's fair. Any idea what the I I called them beanbag chair pellets, but (laughs) The, the glow-in-the-dark little beads or whatever they were. Do you, do you know what that was supposed to be or anything? or No. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I almost came from this point where I almost felt like I had to defend it somewhat because it was something different. It was sports entertainer. And frankly, there was a ton I, of money I, attached I, to the thing. But I, 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 you know, I just thought it was bad. I mean, yeah. I've, done, I've done nothing good about it at all. Well, I, 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 I mean, I, I'm sure some people did. But I mean, everyone's got different tastes, you know, and and, and but but the reaction I got was pretty darn negative. on. That well, the match. thing that blows my mind about this is that when you take all the gimmicky stuff out of that match, they were laying their stuff in like <laughs> the one thing you can't argue, especially at the end. Like, I mean, you couldn't have hit each other any harder than especially what night was hitting Wyatt as they were walking towards that platformy thing. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he was no selling and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like the physicality was there. But yeah, I think it did get diluted by literally the the black light and everything so i i mean it it was i think i think you know when it comes right down to it though it was a gimmick that wasn't going to work but they got paid a lot of money just like the zombies a couple you know remember that one oh yeah the same thing it's like it's like we're gonna we're gonna have that under nick con where you compromise your product but you're getting a ton of money out of it and i mean that's the price you pay and hope that the rest of the show is going to be good i think when bray wyatt has a glow-in-the-dark mountain dew tattoo on that's where again you're kind of asking yourself about the credibility but but again sometimes wrestling fans just got to let stuff happen i feel it it wasn't that big of a tragedy as far as it wasn't uh, a tragedy and it was over quick you know i mean it it could it could have been much worse because again like they could have booked it for 20 minutes and it could have been just a total disaster and the crowd could have turned on it and everything like that and they i didn't sense the crowd live turning on it i just sensed that from people that were there that it it did kind of turn into the bathroom break match so well yeah and and they did get the big the big blow off at the end literally with the pyro and everything so it was a spectacle so i think that's the most we'll talk about it because otherwise we could just we could spiral into this thing longer than the match lasted Okay, let's talk about something else that may have been expected by some fans. I know you and I kind of hypothesized about it last week. And that is the possibility of Rock or Austin or big names like that showing up. Nothing, nothing Nothing. in that line at all. So are we officially done with these guys, you think? Or is there still time to bring them in for a WrestleMania? Well, Rock, Rock, I think we're done with. It was kind of told to me, not like it was a no or anything like that. I mean, the the no was going to come in January. I mean, he he didn't go in there and say, no, but he did say, you know, I've got to have time to get into shape, which they took as we need a backup plan. And that went back months. 
And then, you know, whenever it was, and I'm going to guess it's when they called Austin was when they got the hard no. Dwayne basically had, you know, he had to make the call, right? Been mm-hmm. in, by mid-January because they have to make their plans. And the fact that they called Austin going there, I thought, you don't need to do it. You know, you got Cody Rhodes and you got Sami Zayn and, the, you know, you can make good stories for both of them. You don't need to go to the past. And so it didn't happen. As far as Dwayne being on the show, I would say it's a no for sure. As far as Austin, you know, they could always plug him in a gimmick match. I haven't heard. I know that it's not going to be Lesnar, and it's obviously not going to be uh, Roman. So I'm guessing if he turned both of those down, maybe he's not going to wrestle at all. He could be very happy with the idea that that Kevin Owens match was a great farewell and did it after all those years. And But I don't know. I mean, like, like, like I said, with Austin, you can still plug him in. He's not going to be in the main event. Okay. Well, I mean, that... Keeps us guessing still, I guess, in a lot of ways as far as Steve goes. But yeah, even Triple H in the press conference and everything said that it just looks like uh, Rock isn't going to be in the cards. Let's shift gears now away from that. We'll come back to talking about the Rumble in a second here. But I did want to get your thoughts on the Briscoe tributes that came out this past week. Of course, there was the three-hour special, which is now free for everybody to watch on YouTube and Honor Club which I thought was wonderfully put together considering how much time they had to do it. And then there was the big match that happened on AEW Dynamite. Uh, just your thoughts on both of those. I'm really glad that Tony Khan was able to get, uh, you know, Warner Brothers Discovery to clear it. You know, it was, they didn't clear it the week before. So, um, and I know he had to work very, very hard to make that happen. You know, so um, congratulations to them. It 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 was great. Um, you know, and I'm, I, I hope Mark Briscoe has a, a great career in AEW now and um, ring of honor and whatever you know whatever they have planned for him it's going to be tougher i mean i i felt that the the team the briscoes was stronger than the individuals but this is the way it's going to be and then the um yeah the tribute show um the Samoa joe interview and the eddie kingston interview and adam cole and and i don't want to you know dan daniels and i mean you could see these guys suffered um the guys who knew him the guys who came up in ring of honor with him they suffered a big big loss you know i the idea of uh someone who said some really bad things and really sincerely learned from it it was a really good lesson i would say for a lot of people who have a lot of views that are very dogmatic and and everything there was an interesting side story that came out regarding why the Briscoes may have been kept off TV. And that was also their use of the Confederate flag in the past. Yes, 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 yes. That which which people And that's something know. that hasn't been talked about until right. now. So I'm, again, I'm not saying that they didn't deserve to be on TV based on who they are as people, but I can see a little more where, especially given the political climate in the U.S., yes. where that would be a, a big issue as well. So that was, a, that was a very big issue to get through. With Jay, it was the tweets, and I just had figured, you know, I mean, Mark was the residue of being Jay's brother, but without it, you know, like, Mark should be okay. You know, yeah. I mean, I just figured, right? And then I found out that, that um, because of the Confederate flag uh, stuff, that, that he was not supposed to ever be on WBD, but, you know, like, they got it through and there and he's fine and he can be on from this point forward okay well there you go so maybe you know again i'm not going to defend a multi-billion dollar corporation i don't have to but that part of it does make sense to a degree so i mean i'm, I'm glad to hear that that this guy is getting an opportunity uh to to live past some some previous silly moves okay you know i'm not defending it but at the same time it was a different world when mm-hmm. they did it and i mean wrestlers wearing confederate flags 
um, you know, going back further was, you know, it was happened all the time. Wrestling was a different business. Oh yeah, Michael Hayes had a damn Macho Man robe out of the thing. Like, Tra- you know, Tra- Tracy yeah. Smothers and Steve Armstrong. Smothers, that was the whole. Yeah. That was the whole team. You yeah, know exactly. So, yeah. So so it's like in that era. I mean, it, it was it was actually a babyface thing in Southern states. Right. Um, but but yeah. So um, you know, it it it's it's one of those things. It's it's fine. You know, it's 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 like hey, look. I don't think we could have Wahoo McDaniel today. Yeah. You know, as far as not. as far as the character or Chief J. Strongbow. But if those guys, you know, were were somehow, you know, through the magic of time, been able to come back, I don't think that they should be banned from television, if you know what I'm saying. Or let's say yeah. let's say they were still alive and you want to bring them back for a legends for for you know, just to honor them. And then someone goes, Oh, look at the gimmick that they played. You know, no. I mean, it's like, look, it was when he did it, it was considered acceptable. So it's kind of that's kind of the deal, I guess, the way I would put it. Okay, someone else who's been off AEW TV. We found out the reason why. But Kenny Omega is going through some work visa issues. Is there any update as to when he might be back? Because I I, did do some digging and I I wanted to hit you some dates here. But I'm wondering if you heard anything latest. um, You know, all I know, all I know is that he was hopeful for Wednesday. But I didn't I do not know anything more than than. you know, I mean, he told me, you know, he's hope he's hoping for Wednesday um, and hoping for as soon as possible. And he was really upset that he missed this past Wednesday. He really wanted to do the show. You know, he wanted to be on that show for the tribute. I, I did do some digging and I don't know if this applies to his situation because I don't know what his visa status is. But uh, on the U.S. government websites, they're saying it can be anywhere up to five weeks. But some travel websites are saying because of the backlog from travel and and everything reopening is at three to four months. I'm assuming that AEW or through the Jaguars or somebody, they must have immigration lawyers that can, can take care of this sooner for them. You know, you, you would think so, but it was, um, you know, a lot of this stuff, um, a lot of this stuff, you know, with, from AEW was, you know, for, for different guys was very difficult to get through, especially in the, in the early part of the company, you know, right. um, where, where you would just think, because there was, again, the, basically the backlog situation. There were there were guys whose, who's, you know, debuts were delayed and, and people who um, were, were part of the thing at the beginning that, um, you know, pretty much did. I mean, they, I guess some of them actually did come in and a few of them may not have even. That was kind of the situation there. We're talking to Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer and WrestlingObserver.com here on Sunday night's main event. The Royal Rumble last night did see some returns, some surprises. Mostly in the women's, uh, the two big names that we're talking about here. And Chelsea Green made her return to the company, set a record for the fastest elimination in a women's Royal Rumble match. And this one surprised a lot of folks. Nia Jax. Yeah, I didn't know that until the day of the show. So we have a T-shirt released for Nia. We have Matt Cardona saying that it was Chelsea's first night back in WWE. So, Well, she'd been signed for a while. Yeah, but this is her first time on TV. So yes, this looks like two new additions to the roster. Chelsea Green for sure, um, yeah. and and Piper Niven for sure. You know she's back. And as far as Nia, I am presuming that because of the T-shirt and just the way that it was put together. I have not been told officially. I've, I'm actually waiting for that word from everything that happened. I believe that that she's back. Which um, uh, you know, I don't know. She hurt a lot of people. You know, I mean, that's the thing. And and I don't know that, that she's necessary to be there, but I always have an affinity more for people who like if, if they get cut, that they go out there to improve their craft and 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 go places and, and work their way back as opposed to someone who does no matches and basically says, I'm done. 
And then, you know, a year later, they call them back. There's so many people who are hungrier and want it more and shown they want it more. But, you know, it's WWE and, and she does have a name and she's been gone. And everyone that's gone for a long time, whether they were good or bad before, there's always that big thing of, oh, they're back. It's great. You know, so they took that. So she's back. All right. I guess we'll see what happens there. And of course, the must see storyline in WWE for the last little while kind of came to its climax last night, to say the least, with. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens being virtually destroyed by almost all members of the bloodline, except for Jay, who ends up walking away from it. This sets up Elimination Chamber in Montreal. Now, we've seen a, a leaked photo, presumably, of the event chairs with Sami Zayn on there. Kevin Owens, is this going to be a case where you think these guys versus the bloodline in the, the chamber, or do we have any idea what's going to happen next with these two? I don't know. I, I, I do know the original idea was Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn for Montreal, but that was months ago. And okay. so, you know, as far as where it is now, I don't know. You know, I mean, I think that we will probably have a good idea. Um, you know, I think there's going to be a big audience for Raw on Monday and, and, and then, uh, Friday, you know, um, we'll probably know because it's only February 18th. So I think that they'll probably get that. Whatever it is, you know, obviously Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are going to be in major matches, being that it's in Montreal and the place is going to be molten um, hot because, uh, you know, WWE hasn't had a pay-per-view in Montreal in forever anyway. And, and, you know, that, that, that city sold out SmackDown and, you know, um, the uh, Elimination Chamber instantly. So it's, it's going to be a real hot two days there. So we are seeing some things being set up for WrestleMania now. Something that's been, you know, about as subtle as a rock through a window has been Austin Theory dropping the line, the champ is here. However, we also had Logan Paul show up back at the Royal Rumble last night, had that insane spot with Ricochet, the, the midair double clothesline. But there was also talk of Logan Paul and John Cena. Do you think there's a possibility of us getting maybe a three-way between those guys coming up, or should it be something where Theory and Cena are kept separate? I, th I think it's going to be Cena in Theory. Um, I haven't been told that 100%, but um, that's what I think. And I think Logan Paul, my impression watching that they might do Logan Paul and Seth Rollins, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, just as a match, um, because they would have more time to, you know, practice. The problem with cena and logan paul is that um you know cena's busy so he's got to i think he's got to do a match with someone experienced as opposed to someone where they have to lay everything out right. um and, and work the whole match out so um that's kind of how it was explained to me uh like a week ago on on why they didn't go with cena and logan paul and gunther had the showing of all showings there's always usually a star that comes out of a royal rumble match that doesn't even need to win it he definitely was that guy in the men's match where do we see him going? Because there was talk a while ago, I know, about him and Brock, but now Bobby and Brock seems to be a thing again. Yeah. Where do you see the the preferred light going on Gunther going into WrestleMania? Uh, not sure. I mean, the one thing that they haven't really, that they teased at one point briefly that they didn't really go into is is Gunther and, and Drew McIntyre. Right. So, so which would make for a great WrestleMania match. Um and, um, you know, they could they could do a show stealing match and it could be, you know, it could be. But again, I, you know, I mean, I think that everything will be, you know, they didn't do anything in that match that made me go, oh, I can't wait to see Gunther and, and Drew other than, you know, they did have some interaction, but it wasn't hit that hard to where, mm -hmm. you know, I would, you know, this is more just, well, what match 
can they do that they're you know and, and that came to my mind but yeah i don't i don't know other than obviously it's probably going to be featured and right they did do a featured spot with brock and gunther which, where they'd never touched or basically where they were standing there so that to me was a tease that something will happen maybe SummerSlam. we should get a lesnar gunther match before the end of the year just based on that tease spot and the, the fact that people reacted to it which which i knew they would it was definitely a great standoff between the two there i think that gunther's going to be a, a guy on the right i don't know if he makes it oh he's great to the he's top fri- spot, but he's he's definitely going to be that guy for sure he's he he's a great intercontinental champion type you know what i mean where you know go in there and and uh have great matches i mean you know they there's there's, he can have a great match with with almost anyone you know on that roster so you know he's a great workhorse guy yeah absolutely okay so that kind of takes us through most of the fallout i guess from the royal rumble uh who do you think Rhea's gonna is it gonna be her in charlotte again i think bianca but i don't know yeah yeah, it, yeah. They have been teasing that for a while, but there is the history with Charlotte. They, so I guess we'll. Yeah. The, the thing is that they kept those two apart all year, you yeah. know, where, where like there was a natural thing where, you know, Bianca's biggest opponents were Becky Lynch and, and Rhea Ripley, and they kept them apart. So that's why I think that it would probably, because if they were, if they were going to do Charlotte, they would, I would, I would think they would have done Bianca and, and, um and Rhea Ripley already. So right. that's why I'm thinking it, but no, I don't, I don't know the answer yet. Uh, last thing for fans that are following New Japan, uh, they're they're making an announcement regarding New Japan Strong. Some changes are being announced about the show. Is there any expectation you have about that? No, but there's always that feeling that maybe that has to do with Ring of Honor's Honor Club. Because if you remember, Tony Khan said that um, they'll have an announcement, you know, at the start of the year, and it regards New Japan. So, um, and and you know, so maybe like a a, a you know New Japan Strong Ring of Honor kind of working together type of a thing maybe um in some in some form i mean I, there was definitely um stuff weeks ago um where from japan you know people were saying that that new japan strong was going to be dropped you know and it will take on a different form that that, that went back weeks so i think that this announcement has something to do with you know whatever that is like like maybe not doing the regular tapings and then combining with you know the ring of honor tapings are working together with them and in some form there you have it my thanks to dave Meltzer from the wrestling observer and wrestlingobserver.com dave does a great job every day of keeping us posted on his website and coming up next a guy who you see every week online he is the host and the star of aew's hey ew web series ontario zone and friend of sunday night's main event RJ City joins us for a lot of fun next. Chat wrestling all week long by joining the Sunday Night's Main Event group on Facebook. Just search SNME Radio. You're listening to Sunday Night's Main Event on TSN Radio. If you're a fan of Sunday night's main event, check out WrestlingObserver.com, a daily podcast, multiple podcasts per day, with hosts Dave Meltzer, Brian Alvarez, and a number of others. You get a full library of podcasts dating back to 2005, over 9,000 shows, hundreds of back issues of Dave's Wrestling Observer newsletter dating back to 1991, and so much more. Don't miss out. Check it out today, WrestlingObserver.com. This is Sunday Night's Main Event on TSN Radio. 
I've been waiting for this one for a while. Very excited. A uh, friend of the show, I suppose, although long before I got here. Friends with the founder of this show. In fact, at once upon a time, a co-star with one Jason Agnew. The one, the only, the incredible RJ City is here. Hello, sir. Hello. Yes, I'm a friend of the show, but not of you. You no. sort of entered the picture, and then I guess I petered out. Yeah. I thought yeah, this I is no longer for me. I've I'm here to become acquired taste for you. So uh, Yes. Yeah. I've been listening to Dear Jason since I was in the eighth grade. And then, lo and behold... I get on this show called Splat a Lot, which if you're Canadian, aired on YTV. And if you're not Canadian, and aired on Nickelodeon and BBC, which is quite frankly, infinitely more impressive. But the, one of the hosts turned out to be Jason Agnew and our lives crossed paths and we've been so d- tight. And when I say tight, I mean not too tight, but professional friends. The thing that you're really known for now and why I wanted to have you on the show was because of the growing success, I feel, and I'm sure you're seeing the numbers every day, so you know exactly how well it's doing, but of your, yes, your web series. I read series. the trades. I yeah, read the trades in Variety. Are yeah. you in the papers? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But hey, EW, when I first saw it, I was like, what the heck is this? And ever since then, I've been hooked. And and how many episodes are we at now? 40? We are nearing 50. We're past yeah. 40, and we're nearing 50. I think the week after Revolution will be the one-year anniversary of the show. That's amazing. And we can say this, that this week's episode that just went up this morning yes. features another Canadian, another Ontarian. Right. In uh, All Ego, Ethan Page. Yes, who I've known. We both started around the same time in Ontario Indie Wrestling, which is very strange. Not that we were buddy-buddy. I mean, I think we liked each other. We worked together a couple times. But then you just develop a rapport just by virtue of loitering around each other for so long. Right. When AEW shows up and you both end up working for the same company, what was that feeling like? You go from that indie headspace to now you're seeing each other in this giant company with this huge budget and all these things. Yes. So he was there before I was, a little bit before. And I think the first day I saw him, (laughs) he was wrestling Christian. Christian Cage, mm-hmm. and I had just interviewed Tony Khan. And I think I finished that, and I, which is like my second day on the job. And then I do this interview with Tony. It's very surreal. And obviously, wrestling Christian is very surreal for Ethan Page. And we walked by each other. I looked at him, and he goes, I'm wrestling Christian Cage. And I said, I just interviewed Tony Khan. <laughs> and we had this laugh, which has happened a lot. It's happened uh, with me and Danhausen too. You know, when you come from the indies, the total, the the bottom, the worst. You would do these shows, and then I would go home and untag myself from pictures on Facebook. <laughs> like that's how bad the shows were. Thinking, God, I hope nobody tapes this. And then to not only be together on this bigger stage, but to be given the freedom to be yourself. And then I think the funniest part is none of us have felt like anything has changed about the other person. <laughs> we were still as stupid and immature as we was. We like people who don't give up on their dreams. There's something wrong with them. They've not listened to reason at all because my, oh my, between me, the page and, and Dan Hauser, there's been a litany of failures. <laughs> See, it's a question you've answered before, but just for people that might be hearing it for the first time here, when it comes to Hey EW becoming a thing, 
and and going the direction you're going in. I've I've watched every episode, and there's sometimes there's there's wrestlers and people backstage that that I think are in on it completely, and they know exactly what's going on. And then there's cases where they're kind of figuring it out as they go. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't want to fully name names here, Billy Gunn, but. <laughs> no, that's that one's not true. Billy Gunn had really? actually done my previous YouTube show, which I still do, called RJ Makes Coffee in His Underwear. Right. He's been familiar with me for a number of years. Uh, so he knows what people know what they're getting into, but they don't quite know until we roll. There's really no discussion beforehand at all. I have, I would say, complete freedom with my own questions. No one gives me any notes. Which yeah. again boggles my mind. Which is um, astounding because the level of research you do for every interview is also impressive. The stuff that you dig up sometimes on, on some of the wrestlers, like I, I love it. That's the 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 tiny details. Yes, the, the devil's in the details there. And but. I think I think that's it. And I think it helps people not get completely angry at me <laughs> that they tell I've I've done the work. I'm just horribly misguided. But I will say for someone like, you know, there's a million things going on in the world. There's a million things going on in AW. And there are people like Arn Anderson and Jim Ross who, (laughs) you know, Arn Anderson had had no idea who I was. who had no idea about the show. They had just scheduled it. And he said, sure. And then he asked Mark Henry, he said, hey, I'm supposed to do this YouTube thing. Like right before he was coming, he's like, what is it? And thank God, Mark Henry is is a dear, sweet person and a supporter of mine and said, you'll enjoy yourself. You'll have fun. And then Arn Anderson sat down, shook my hand. We discussed nothing. And literally what you see is what we filmed. And it's two people who should never be in the same room together. You can tell when especially there's people that have a rapport with you, in fact, uh, one of my favorite episodes was not that long ago, and that was when Renee Paquette showed up uh, in AEW. And of course, everybody it was it was kind of like one of those worst kept secret things again, where she's on Twitter talking about being on this road trip and going back home for Thanksgiving and all. And I'm like, she's gonna be there. She's gonna be there. And then the two of you produce this remarkable episode of love and hate combined. We had worked together uh, briefly a couple of times before. She's obviously from Toronto. She's like mm-hmm. a generation before me, especially in the comedy scene. Like she was she was gone as, as I had started there and she had done Aftermath and stuff. And then we had worked. She was a surprise at the all out pre-party. We did a little interview on on stage, just a live thing. It wasn't taped. And then she showed up in Toronto and I'm too concerned about my own stuff. So I didn't realize she was coming. I didn't read the trades that day. (laughs) And then she came and we were there for a couple of days and I went, oh, my God, um, do you want to do one tomorrow? I'll write it tonight. And she said, sure. And uh, which is great because she has this obscure Canadian resume, which I love so, so, so horribly much. I will liken it to. Being able to call it in the ring with somebody. I'm not going to at all pretend for a second that that I am half as good at it as you are. But I wanted to maybe, if you're up for it, try and perhaps flip the script a bit here on you. How um, can I not, after talking about 
Yeah. Oh, you have notes. You have the on-air sign behind you. You went so. all out there. What font is that? Or did you hand draw that? That's that's uh, trying to hand draw and emulate what was on there before. So. Uh, oh, that's yeah. beautiful. Could we go ahead and try and do an RJ City interview? Please. All right. Well, buckle up, friends, because coming up next, I try and out RJ, RJ City, AEW star, the host of Hey EW. We're going to do some RJ trivia and more right here on Sunday night's main event. Totalsportcards.com, Canada's number one stop for WWE, AEW, UFC, NHL, NBA, and NFL hobby boxes. Total Sport Cards always delivers the most sought-after products with the best price points in the market that you can find. Keep your collection up to date with Totalsportcards.com. Totalsportcards.com, proud sponsor of Sunday night's main event. This is Sunday night's main event on TSN Radio. Welcome back to the show. I'm Mike McGuire. Okay, we're about to play the back half of my RJ City interview. Now, we don't have enough time in the broadcast edition of the show to give you everything. So I want to let you know a couple things. If you want to hear everything for as little as a buck a week, patreon.com slash SNME radio. I promise this thing goes sideways. It's hilarious. But there will also be a video version later on this week through our social media. Just head to snmeradio.com. And now, with the star of All Elite Wrestling's Hey EW, it's time to try and out RJ, Toronto's own RJ City. Welcome to the RJ City interview on Sunday night's main event. I'm Mike McGuire, and joining me, my guest, RJ City. Uh, hey? Uh, well, that's trademark, so hello okay. to you. Greetings. Yes, legally speaking, <laughs> greetings to you. Greetings. RJ, we've talked about this a bit already. Yes. Uh, there seems to be a bit of a rivalry between you and Renee Paquette. You've also tagged and wrestled with the most talked about WCW champion of all time in David Arquette. Mm-hmm. Why do you just like the French? A variety of reasons. <laughs> I remember running into Jacques Rougeau once, and he snubbed me. And he was playing cribbage and I wasn't a fan. And I said, where's Ray? And he said, none of your business. And he poked me like this. And so he I did not care for Renee. I don't care for David. I don't care for (laughs) the only Renee I do care for is Renee Goulet. Because when things would go bad in the early 90s, you could always count on that Gila Fleur type (laughs) haircut and that sweaty suit to come break things up. And that is the only Frenchman to me, who knew how to resolve conflict. Jim Ross said his interview with you would probably end his career because nobody knows who the hell you are. Mm -hmm. Now that you're on this show, how does it feel to have something in common with Jim Ross? Well, Jim Ross's career, for some reason, is still going, you know, and I would I would like to call him. I don't have his number, but I would like to get it. And I would like to call him around 3 a.m. and say, Jim, you either owe me an apology or you must retire by these terms. I will certainly say, and I have better perception of my own limitations, this interview will not change my career in the slightest. Very fair. Speaking of uh, your career, your current fan rating on cagematch.net is 8.38 based on seven votes. Danhausen is rated at 6.38 with 93 user votes. What do you credit to being able to do so much better with so much less. Doing so much less. 
Dan House has got to go out there every week. Ah, this guy with the Golden Globes. And then, you know, he gets held back by Satnam. Everyone goes, Dan Housen's a disgrace. Let's downvote this guy. Wow. And he's such a bad, a, a, a atrocious wrestler that people feel so bad for him that he's the number one merchandise seller in all of AEW. He's beaten the greats by being so sympathetically bad. You're, it's you're totally he, he gets sympathy merch sales. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, let, we'll talk about merch in a second here. Uh, you competed in the 2008 Carrot Cup. <laughs> yes, I did. Can I can I illuminate for the people? Please. It was held in the town of Bradford. The mascot is a carrot of the town. In the middle of the street, uh, this ring would be put. And if you didn't like the wrestlers, you could throw nubs of carrots at them, which hurt a lot. Well, that's that's better than any question I had about the carrot. Well, I'm helping up. you out. This is still part of the interview. I'm that kind of answers here. everything. I appreciate that. Uh, in 2008 as well, you defeated Josh Alexander. Isn't that the best joke of all? <laughs> you could just say you defeated Josh Alexander. You could just hold for laughter. Sorry, go ahead with the rest of your question. I, apologize. I, was, I was just asking, do you think he ever got over the loss? Uh, no. <laughs> you know, he's a guy who has broken his neck twice has had, you know, doors shut in his face, career setbacks. And I was told that the loss to me was something that, you know, for the rest of his life, he's just going to, it's almost like Cape Fear, you know, RJ on one knuckle, City on the other. And that's that's what moves him. And I, I've, I've kept up with him, you know, and I'm very, very proud of him, but I don't think he'll ever become the man that he wasn't when he lost to me. We're going to shift gears here. I want to do a little bit of Q&A, uh, some RJ City trivia on RJ City. Sure. One of the shortest episodes of Hey EW was just posted recently starring Jake Hager. Mm. How many hat styles do you suggest to Hager about trying out in that episode? Fascinating. I would say in the neighborhood of 50. The correct answer is 63. Oh my God, what is wrong with me? How what is wrong I waste with me? Everyone's time like that. I wasted I, you. I'm so sorry. I sat I here. I rewatched that thing three times so I could make sure the numbers were right. I used literally, I have a scoreboard here called RJ Hats. Amazing. Just so I could tap along with every time you mention a new style of hat. Did you send so. me a screenshot of that later? I will. I, I would will absolutely. That so much. <laughs> you betcha. Okay. Uh, what was RJ City's first Instagram post a picture of? Describe it if you can. Oh, my God. Is it me? Well, yes. In my Gildar outfit? No. Oh. It is you standing in a black I Heart RJ t-shirt. Aw, and I sold them, and not very well. On that subject. Yes. Not including Hey EW shirts or any coffee mugs. Mm-hmm. How many of your own shirt designs are on your ProWrestlingTees.com page? You know, I took them down for a while because I was doing this baby face thing, which is an interview for another day. Right. And then I put them all back up. I'm going to say 63 again. 74. Oh, my God. That's even worse. (laughs) And there's so many of them that have probably just not sold any. The final portion of this trivia game here is going to circle around your love of television and particularly sitcoms, I believe. Okay. If you get 
three out of five of these right, mm-hmm. I will add a second T-shirt onto my RJ City order at ForestShopAW.com. Now, if you get all five of these right, I will add two T-shirts. Oh, outstanding. Okay. So nothing for four. Nothing yes. for four. It's, it's, it's either do, do not, or go all the way. All right. Fair enough. You once famously sang the theme from the Mary Tyler Moore show. Yep. To the head trainer at a tryout for another company. Yep. Can you name the following sitcoms by their theme song lyrics? Mm. Are you ready? I'm so ready. I've been waiting my whole life for this. All right. The first one. Sometimes the world looks perfect. Nothing to rearrange. Sometimes you get a feeling like you you need some some kind kind of of change. change. I just watched Bronson Pinchot's Saturday Night Live hosted episode. It's, of course, Perfect Strangers, to make it official. Of course it is. Don't be ridiculous. All right. A little more of a softball here. (laughs) There is more to life than what you're living, so take a chance and face the wind. Especially if I'm driving a van in upstate (laughs) New York. That is the theme to (laughs) Who's the Boss? Beautiful. Okay. This, I, I feel like I've given you way too many softballs here. I'm going to be buying some t-shirts. I bet we've been together for a million years. Mm-hmm. And I don't like Paul Gross. Or is it Michael Gross? I think, who's Paul Gross? Is Paul, it Paul Gross Juice Paul South? Paul Gross Juice South. Okay. <laughs> no, no. It's Michael Gross uh, from Tremors. I was never a fan of Family Ties. But that doesn't prevent me from knowing the theme song. All right. This might be a wild card here. Okay. Streaks on the China never mattered before. Who cares? Wow. Oh, my God. Streaks on the China never mattered before. Who cares? Who cares? I'll tell you what I care about. Did RJ City get five out of five? Am I out a bunch of cast for t-shirts or... Is he wallowing in his own misery? You know what? There's tons more of this interview. SNMERadio.com will have the video version plus the results of this and more. But we're out of time this week. Thanks for listening to Sunday night's main event. Until next time, play safe, drive safe. Ah, be senior.